Yo, good evening, Premier League football fans. Big B here with a Premier League preview. And uh, football is just, just coming back. We've got the Premier League starting the ball, the preseason info football beginning with the Hall of Fame game. So uh, all this action, uh, you know what to expect on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in my uh, British uh, mate for some Premier League football, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you can see all my content. Got all kinds of videos on and will appear shortly. Also, check out the Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, Charlie, it seems only, it seems. Uh, like yesterday when we were discussing the end of the Premier League season. Now we're discussing the new Premier League season beginning tomorrow. Happy new season, Dylan. How are you? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready, but it seems like only a short summer break for these guys. It does, doesn't it? Um, luckily, there's no major tournament for them, for the men, that is. Um, so they've had a bit of a rest this summer. Um, I'd just like to say what a great achievement it was for the England ladies team to win the Euros. Um, I was enthralled by the whole tournament and um, England have a really good team and it'll be interesting to see how they would go on against your girls. Wait a minute, you're talking about that game and the game at Wembley or next summer's World Cup in uh, Oceania, in uh, Australia, New Zealand? Um, well... We hopefully that'll be a nice final, won't it? USA against England ladies at uh, the World Cup final next year. Yeah. So um, yeah, Premier League can't wait. It's a great time, isn't it? Um, Premier League season just about to start, and then a month later the NFL season starts. Um, so uh, yeah, great time. Love this time of year, and it's still nice and sunny. Not as warm as it was over here in the UK earlier in the summer when we had 40 degree heat, which I'm sure you're used to on a regular basis. But we're not. But we're not. But um, <laughs> talking of heat, I'm sure it'll be a hotly contested Premier League and there'll be a few managers already feeling the heat. Uh, apologies for that terrible link, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, can't wait for the season to start. Well, I can't think of a hotter side than uh, Manchester City because seemingly Manchester, when you think of Premier League's under Pep Guardiola, you automatically think Man City's going to win the Premier League every single season. You can't think of a hotter team than Man City. What about Liverpool, who beat Man City 3-1 in the Community Shield last weekend? Excellent. I know it's only a Mickey Mouse. It's not a serious trophy. It's still it wasn't even at Wembley because Wembley well, was... Well, no, that is true. That's true. King Power Stadium, yes. So, um, yeah, not Man City. Um, obviously, they're going to be the favourites because they won the Premier League last season, but only by a point. Once again, Liverpool missing out by the smallest of margins. And um, both teams have been very busy in the transfer window. I'm sure we'll come on to all those in, in due course. But uh, Manchester City, um, obviously, let's start with them. They've added probably the greatest, um, most exciting prospect in European football, if not world football, Erling Haaland. And um, I think everybody in England and the world who watches the Premier League will be fascinated to see how he gets on in England's top flight after um, a very successful couple of seasons in the Bundesliga where he just scored goals for fun. This is obviously a step up in class. No disrespect to the German Bundesliga. 
But um, I think we will see a lot of goals from Haaland this season. That's not a earth-shattering statement to say, but I think he will succeed. Um, certainly, he's got the he's got the quality. He can score goals with both feet in the air. He's very fast. Um, he has had a few injuries the last few seasons. That's the only thing that clouds my judgment, if there is any doubt. But um, he, Man City will create chances left, right and centre. They did last week against Liverpool in the Community Shield. Um, yeah, he should have scored when he hit the crossbar in the second half. But, you know, it's I, I don't take anything seriously from that game. It's a warm-up game. It's a pre-season game. Um, so I think we'll see a more determined Man City and Haaland when the uh, points are up for grab this weekend, uh, when the Man City go to West Ham. Yeah, I looked at Man City's problem from last year, and seemingly Man City's biggest problem was not scoring, particularly when the likes of Phil Foden, Bernardo Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Raheem Sterling, when he ever when he played, uh, didn't create chances from the flank or midfield. And Man City clearly needed a number nine. Well, they got a pretty well. They got maybe the best young number nine in world football in home. Yeah, and they still won the league last year without having a number nine. So maybe if they had signed Harry Kane last year, they might have gone a bit further in the European Champions League. But um, that's maybe the next thing for Man City to achieve. I think it's certainly something Pep will be looking to win because he it's the only trophy that he hasn't won at Man City. And it's been since 2011 that a Pep Guardiola-led team has won the European Cup. Correct. Correct. So until he does that, you know, that's still sort of a, a cloud hanging over him. Um, he's got a fantastic CV as a manager. Um, however, you know, the teams that he's gone to, they've always had success prior to him going there. So he's just had to keep things ticking over, um, which he's done very well. I'm not criticizing him one little bit. Uh, one word answer that is, who will Manchester City's biggest pl- and most important player be this season? Well, I think probably this time last year, we said, you know, we're looking forward to see Jack Grealish and how he plays for Man City. Um, I'll be honest, I was disappointed with his performance last season for Manchester City. Um, he wasn't involved, didn't influence games as much as I would have expected him to. Now, he admitted at the end of the season in the post-match, well, post-season interviews that it was harder than he thought it would be going to a club like Man City and succeeding. So now that he's got that one season out of his system, I think we should expect to see a lot more from him. And the focus has been taken off him with the signing of Haaland and Calvin Phillips as well. So there's not as much pressure on um, Jack Grealish this season so I think we should see more of him but if he if he can nail down a, t- a place in the team every week he would be the key player if not then you have to look at Kevin De Bruyne you know he is the, the heartbeat of that team when he plays well you know City play well I don't what, know who do you think? Uh, Ruben Diaz because to me when Ruben Diaz is off the Manchester, is out of the Manchester City starting eleven, that defense is all over the place. We saw last year where they were like left backs playing center back, center backs playing left back. You get Ruben Diaz in there, and mm. he's the heart and soul of that defense. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. And um, 
I'm sorry, but I don't think Nathan Ake is up to it as a top defender for a championship chasing team. Um, I know he was there last season and Man City still in the league, but he's, he's a mistake waiting to happen um, as far as I'm concerned. Just before we go any further, um, Dylan, I've got a little trivia question. Um, I'll throw it open to you now and you can have a think about it and get back to me. Um, only one team last season did not concede a penalty in the Premier League. So have a think about that. Um, so, yeah, who do you think then will be Man City's nearest rivals next season? Well, definitely Liverpool because, I mean, the Reds finished one point behind City. But then you look at Liverpool's season, won the Caldwell Cup, won mm-hmm. the FA Cup, mm-hmm. and finished runners up to Real Madrid in the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. Now, I know what you're saying, but... In years to come, when you look back on Liverpool's season last year and you see that they won the, the League Cup and the FA Cup, that's not good enough. That, that's harsh to say, I know, because they came so close to winning the quadruple. But they didn't win the two big ones. They didn't win the Premier League and they didn't win the Champions League. Um, so they, you know, they've addressed that in the summer, um, signing Darwin Nunes, who looks like a very good player. Um, he looks like he will start... Uh, scoring goals right from the beginning. He, he did last weekend. Um, so that's the sort of replacement for Sadio Mane, who, um, you know, joined Bayern Munich in the summer. Uh, I, you know, I think that's a, a good bit of business from Liverpool. I think he might, Nunes might be a better finisher than um, Sadio Mane. Time will tell. But um, yeah, if that's the only sort of notable change in the Liverpool team, then they will certainly be up there, and I see them as being the main challengers to Manchester City this season. Agree. I mean, when you look at Liverpool, I don't think there's a better pair of fullbacks in Wolf football with Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, and Andy Robinson. Yeah. You've got Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, I think the midfield is Liverpool could be Liverpool's most underappreciative area when you've got Thiago, Jordan Henderson, Kieta, Fabinho. Mm. Liverpool can can not only pass, but can but can stop you from passing the ball. Yes, yes, and you know they've got good young players coming through as well. We saw a bit of Harvey Elliott last season, so um, you know he's he's coming in, and you've got James Milner. Now I know he's passed it, but you know for the last fifteen minutes of a game that you're winning two one three one whatever, put him on, and he'll steady the ship, not give the ball away, just see the see the job through like a closer in baseball, you know, to match your uh, t-shirt there, Dylan, you know, uh, closing pitcher to um, save the game. Yeah. Put, yeah. Put Marion Rivera on the last for the last three outs and all of a sudden game over. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I see you're wearing a Cardinals baseball shirt. They're playing in London next year. Did you know that? Yep. I'm like, I'm going to say, yeah, I want to see the Cardinals Cubs in London. You want to see what in London? Yeah, I wanted to see that. Uh, I remember when the uh, Yankees and Red Sox played a series there. That's right. Yeah. And I remember it was like hot at uh, the London Stadium. Like there was some weird turf that the, they played. It was almost like what the NFL team's turf would be like. Yeah. Yeah. But let's not talk baseball. Being a Red Sox fan, I'd rather just um, 
ignore what's happening in Bean Time and Fenway Park and uh, concentrate on the Premier League. So um, yeah, okay. So we're um, we are we're agreed that Liverpool and Man City will be the top two. Probably Man City first, Liverpool second. Um, who's next then? Do you think? Are you buying into this Tottenham revival? It pains me to say it, being a fan, being a Chelsea fan, but I think Spurs might be third. I mean, when you've got Hungman Son, Harry Kane, Antonio Conte, then add Richardson in there, mm-hmm. Tottenham's going to score a boatload of goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, and um, you know they've, they've they've been very busy in the transfer market and the trade window, as you would say, over there. Um, and Perisic as well, he's a good experienced player who can go in there and, you know, do a job for, for Tottenham as well. And um, I, 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 you know, I know you're a Chelsea fan, but I have a soft spot for, for Tottenham. Um, I think, and I like Antonio Conte as well. He's a very passionate manager and I like to see that in a manager. Um, so, yeah, he's certainly done well since he's been there and, this will be his first full season in charge. So, yeah, let's see how he gets on. And uh, I agree with you. I think they'll finish third. I think the partnership between Kane and Son is just phenomenal. I love I love Son. I love watching his enthusiasm, his work rate. Um, he always plays with a smile on his face. And, um, yeah, can't wait to see him again this season. Obviously, the, you know, he's the uh, golden boot winner from last season, which not many people would have predicted at this time last year. Wait a minute. Did he wait? Did he and Mohammed Salah each get half a boot or their own boot? No, 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 no. Son won it because he didn't score any penalties. All 23 of his goals, I think it was, um, came from open play. Uh, Mo Salah obviously had a few penalties in there, and that's that's the tiebreaker. So, well, yeah, because Harry Kane took all Spurs penalties. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think Tottenham, I think we're agreed that Tottenham will finish third. No argument there. Now, what about your lot? You know, your lot finished third last season. You're not predicting a good season this year? I have, no, I, that is? I have no idea what to expect it no. with Chelsea this year. I have no idea what to expect with my Blues this year. Well, at least you've got new owners. I, I mean that seriously. There's some stability there and... Um, I think the club needed that, didn't they, after um, Roman Abramovich and all that. Um, so the club can move forward. It might take a bit of time, but I don't think they've made great signings this summer. Um, you can disagree with me if you want, but um, the reports here in England are that um, they're after the Brighton defender, what was it, Kukachella? Um I don't know if he's a Chelsea defender. I don't know. Time will tell, but I wouldn't be spending the amount of money that Chelsea are looking at spending on him. Um, his hair reminds me of, uh, dare I bring up this name, David Luiz. And um, yeah, that didn't work out too well at the end, did it? Hey, hey David Luiz scored a, may have scored Chelsea's biggest, well, second, one of the biggest penalties in the 2012 Champions League final. Yeah, well, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, what about Christian Pulisic then? Obviously, the American playing in London. What are you expecting from him this year? He's obviously had a, I'd say, a rough summer in America, um, criticizing the um, the supporters. 
to be honest, I don't know what to expect from Polish. I mean, you may think Lukaku's gone, potential with uh, Werner and a couple other guys leaving, but Raheem Sterling coming in will probably take minutes away from Pulisic. I, I think we see Pulisic as a rotational, uh, borderline starter occasionally, but I don't, I hated being an American and a huge, seeing my guy play, but I don't think we'll see a lot of Pulisic this year. No, no. I, I was surprised to find out that he's 23 still. That's all. Dang. 24 in September. Seems like he's been playing for 20 years. Well, maybe the, the website I was on was wrong, but um, does that sound right to you, 23 years old? Uh, something sounds about right to me because Pulisic was playing with the U.S. at 16, and that was yeah. like six or seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you an answer yet for me? Um, only team last season not to concede a penalty? <laughs> I've got a I've got a hint. Are they playing in Europe this year? Yes. Probably City. Wrong. What? They conceded one penalty. Liverpool were the only team not to concede a penalty last season. That would have been my second guess. You only get one guess. I've got another question for you here as well, but um, I'll give it to you now. In the last three opening weekends of the Premier League season, there has been a hat-trick scored in each of them. Who have been the hat-trick scorers on the opening weekend of the last three seasons? Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, I've got a question. What nationality are they? Um, well, that would kind of give it away, really. Not necessarily. Well, mm, yeah, yes, definitely one of them. How do you? Definitely. How would? It, how would you know? Because I've got the answer in front of me. I came up with the question. Oh no! Uh, one is English. I don't think I'm giving too much away by saying that. Uh, I've got a good yes, but I don't think. But I don't think it'd be. Uh, Marcus Rashford, maybe? No, no. He's too busy with politics these days. And everything else. If it's who I'm thinking of, I'm going to be pissed. Harry, oh, Kane would, Harry Kane wouldn't be one of them, right? No, no. Yeah, he never scored in all this. He's terrible at the start of the season. He scored twice last season, but before that, he's rarely scored. Well, yeah, he didn't, didn't play the first couple. Actually, he didn't. No, exactly. He didn't play last season because of uh, the transfer saga. It was two seasons ago he scored twice. Oh, man. Hmm. I need another hint. Right, okay. Um, one of them plays for your team. Oh. Mason Mount? No. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, Raheem Sterling? Yes. Yes. That would have been... been... (sighs) For Man City against West Ham. 1920. Okay. Following season? Hmm. This player... This player starts the season hot every season. Mohamed Salah? 
Correct. Do you remember his hat trick against Leeds two seasons ago? Was that the cra- was that that crazy game with like nine goals? Yeah, four, three, seven goals. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and the last one from last season. Hmm. Now, while you're thinking about that, could I have given you the Egyptian nationality and you wouldn't have got it from that? <laughs> I think I would, I think I could have found. I think you might have got that. I think you might have got that. Yeah. Okay. This, <sighs> next, this next one is non-English. That doesn't help. Okay, he's European, but not English. Uh, let me see. Will he be playing at the World Cup? Yes, but only oh, just, oh. only just, but only just. There's a big clue. Cristiano Ronaldo? No. No, wait. Now you got me thinking. Who scored a hat? What part of the country does he play in? Um, you weren't a million miles away from your previous answer. Hmm. Kevin De Bruyne? No, wait, that wouldn't be. I don't think. Just tell me. (laughs) Bruno Fernandez against Leeds. Everybody, why is everybody scoring hat tricks against Leeds United? Because they're not very good on the first day of the season. Let's hope that changes with Jesse Morge and all the Americans there. True, true, true. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, we've discussed Chelsea. Um, what else now then? Uh, what about also? Well, before, before, before we do that, before we do that, I'm going to pin you down here. How many goals will Raheem Sterling score for Chelsea this season in the league? Uh, I'll make it a Baker Stassen. Right. San Marino's number. And I'm not, and I didn't pick it because you're a Dolphin fan. <laughs> right. So... Would you be happy with that? Do you think that would be a good season for him? Uh, I think it would, actually. I think it would be. Yeah. I think Gareth Southgate would be happy with it. Yes. Yes. Yep. Well, if he scores another hat-trick on the opening weekend of the season, that would be a tremendous start. Um, Against Everton away as well. You never know. And then Frank Lampard would be sacked. He might last two weeks. Well, yeah. He's already favoured to be sacked. I was either thinking Lampard or Scott uh, Parker would be sacked first. Lampard or who? Scott Parker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely Lampard. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anybody else. Brendan Rodgers, you know, might be under a bit of pressure. Um, I don't know if we're going to go that far down the league, but Leicester... They've sold Casper Schmeichel. Um, Yes. Looks like they're going to sell um, James Madison, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, the Newcastle. Newcastle are after him. So if they want him, they've got the money to to buy it. And Brendan Rodgers came out and said they have to manage the finances of the club 
accordingly. Now, if you have to sell Casper Schmeichel and sell one of your best midfielders as well, um, that doesn't bode well for the, the rest of the season. So a couple of defeats early on. Leicester could be looking for a new manager. That would be something. Yep. What about Ten Hag then? <laughs> How do you think he'll get on? And you don't know what's going to happen at Chelsea. Surely you don't know what the hell's going to happen at Man United, do you? Good Lord, I don't know what's going to happen in Man United because the question whether or not Christian Ronaldo is going to be there. Lord knows what's going to happen in the midfield because everybody because everybody's wondering whether or not uh, Van, D- uh, Van Dyke, the uh, Dutch midfielder, is going to join Barcelona. But yet, mm. it seems like he wants to stay, but Barcelona would want him, rather have him leave so they can sign more guys. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea what's going to happen in Man, Man United. I don't, what's going to happen with Marcus Rapture and Jane Sancho? Because both of them, you could argue both of them were big wrecks last year. I mean, uh-huh. United feels like a soap opera. Yeah, 100%. Um, I just hope, you know, for United's point of view, um, that Ten Hag is firm enough to sort that changing remote. Um, certainly, Paul Pogba isn't there. So that's. One less thing to worry about. I think he was perhaps very negative in the changing rooms last season. Um, that had a, you know, you talk about players ruling the changing room, etc. A manager has to come in there and sort that out. And, you know, hopefully Ten Hag is that man to do it. Whether Cristiano Ronaldo stays or not, um, it looks like he is going to stay for the time being. But is he happy? Um Certainly, it doesn't seem as though him and Ten Hag are getting on very well. Um, so that's something that he has to iron out. Um, if he's not happy, then let him go. I mean, he doesn't have many options. He's not the player he was five years ago. So he has to realise that the big clubs aren't interested in him as much as they would have been five, ten years ago. So maybe his best option would be to stay at Man United and um, try and get them back into the Champions League. There's no doubting his ability um, and his professionalism. So that's one that we have to watch. Um, yeah, it's a blank canvas for Man United and um, Ten Hag. Time will tell. You know, again, if they get off to a poor start, will he survive? Um, we'll have to wait and see. So, who finishes top four? wins the league and which side do you do you feel like will be relegated all right well i'm going for bournemouth to be relegated i'm afraid um and i could be wrong they might have made some great signings over the summer i've not heard of them um i fancy man i fancy Notts forest to stay up um i think the signing of jesse lingard is a fantastic signing for them um, they have signed a lot of experienced players, Nottingham Forest. Um, so I can see them staying up. Um, who else? Um, Fulham. Um, <laughs> Fulham, if Mitrovic realises the mistakes that he made the first time he was in the Premier League and he has figured out how to score goals at the highest level rather than scoring a record number of goals in the Championship, then Fulham could stay up. But if he doesn't score the goals, then Fulham could be in danger of going down as well. 
Uh, Leeds, a dark cloud still hangs over them. They've sold Calvin Phillips. They've sold um, Rapinha as well at Barcelona. So can you rely on Patrick Bamford? No. Have they signed anybody? You know, I, I did a study for work um, at the end of the season. Leeds only started 22 players last season. They didn't sign. They didn't sign anybody. They didn't sign a striker in the January transfer window when Bamford was still injured, and he had those injury worries. They didn't sign a backup for them, so they still haven't signed anybody of major significance, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so it might be a difficult season for Leeds once again. Yeah, I mean you've got. Hopefully, Jesse Moore can get his crew together. I I am excited to see what. Tyler Adams and Brendan Harrison do, but I think Leeds could be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And Everton as well. Oh, I think Everton, Everton, I think Everton might be down. No Charleston. Everton. I don't think Everton really liked Lampard. No, no. I've, I've, I've watched him in preseason, like in his interviews, and he doesn't seem the happiest person in the world. I think the hangover from last season will still be there. And as you said, you know, they've got rid of Rich Arliston, who scored a lot of goals for a very poor team. So, yeah, it could be a difficult season for for Everton as well. But, OK, you want me to name three teams that are going to go down? I'm going to go for Bournemouth. I'm going to go for Fulham. And I'm going to go for Leeds. Bournemouth, Fulham, Everton. Right. OK. Mm-hmm. Now... Who goes top four? Who makes it? Who are the Champions League team? The club? Yeah, I, I think I think we've discussed this. I think we are matching our answers here. Man City to win the league. Liverpool second. Tottenham third. Chelsea fourth. Man. Leading scorer. Leading scorer. Um. It's. It's too obvious to say Haaland. I'm going to go Harry Kane. I think it will be City, Liverpool, Spurs. And I'm going to kill myself if this happens, but I think Arsenal just could finish just ahead of Chelsea. I like some of Arsenal's moves getting Gabriel Jesus. At least they've got somebody who looks like a number nine on the pitch. Wow. That's a big call. That's a big call. And then Chelsea, and then Chelsea will probably get three players by the end of the month, and I'll look like an idiot. I'm like, <laughs> why did I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the beauty of doing these podcasts in early August when the transfer window is still on until well, start of September. Yep. Yeah, and then Everton w- would beat us five 0 Then all of a sudden, Chelsea get get five new players. Yeah, that's the way it works. So, thanks for hopping on, Charlie. I can't wait for another crazy season of Premier League football. Premier League's now woke up in November. Oh, boy. Can't wait. Can't wait. Not only if we had Northern Ireland in Qatar this uh, fall. Yeah, well, I think they have to extend the tournament for 100 clubs to qualify. Um, we might see my country there, but... Hey, hey, even if Northern Ireland didn't make it, Italy sure wish you, you guys had 
had given up in that last in a Belfast. Exactly. We yeah, we scuppered their chances. Uh, and then North Macedonia. So it must be teams with North in the name that Italy struggled with. Macedonia and Northern Ireland. Good lord. Yep. But uh, no, the um, the World Cup should be uh, fantastic to watch. Uh, and obviously Canada are there as well. You'll be keeping an eye on them. Yeah, whatever. Hey, next World Cup, it's going to be on all home turf, so everybody's going to be partying here. Well, if Northern Ireland qualify for the World Cup in America, I'm staying at your house. <laughs> if you guys are in Miami... <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't think you have anything to worry about. I don't think you'll be seeing me knocking on your door anytime soon. Uh, I don't think we'll be there. And as for Miami, well, I just wish we had better owners. But there you go. That's a discussion for another day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. Pleasure.